Hello, and welcome to the Reach or Miss Show, the podcast for the customer-focused entrepreneur, where Hayut Yogev speaks with entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs about reaching or missing the critical point of approaching the right customer with the right message at the right time and place. The point where business success starts. And here is your host, Hayut Yogev. Rich or Miss, episode 236. Hey, my Richers, I'm Hayut, and I'm so happy to be here today. My guest today, John Tolheimer, said, I believed everyone in the world needed my product, and it wasn't true. I think that the biggest thing I see when I'm talking to entrepreneurs, they are like, oh, my product is great, everybody wants it. And they don't narrow that market down to the set of people who are actually going to buy and invest in it. John Tolheimer talks about the three levels that he looks at when he is looking at the market. Let's hear his story. John Tolheimer is an award-winning management consultant, speaker, and author who has helped hundreds of businesses and thousands of entrepreneurs and small business owners transform their potential into extraordinary moments. The secret is in learning the ability to make the right behavioral decisions in the moment to reach the desired outcomes. It's simple, it just ain't easy. John teaches small business owners and entrepreneurs how to make the right decisions about their company to take it to the next level. In his book, The Truth About Selling, John teaches us how to influence others to invest in our ideas, products, or services. John Tolheimer, what a pleasure to have you here. Hi. Hi, I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me today. Yeah, it's so great that you are here. And I just shared with our listeners what you've done until now. And I would like you to share with us what are you doing and most passionate about today? And where are you heading? So my real passion is I focus on the human side of work. Um, And I was really, as I was preparing for this podcast and I was thinking about it, my my main focus has really been on the employee. How does that employee achieve what they want to achieve at work? How do they get perform well and all that kind of stuff? But it's also about that customer and client and how do we get them to make that decision that we want them to make, which is to invest in either us, our service, or our product. And how do we do that, right? And what's the process of that? And so thinking about influence, thinking about all those things we need to do to be successful. So that's really what I'm focused on right now. And where are you heading? What do you have in front of you? Uh, um, I think for me, it's taking my business to the next level. And so by that, I mean, not only do I want to influence people, but I want to open my business in terms of right now, it's just me, right? It's just now an individual doing it. And I want to get other people following my methodology so they can influence other people, right? And so have that bigger influence on organizations and small businesses around the world. 
Sounds great. And tell me a bit about your career path. How did you start? How did you get to what you do today? Yeah, I love my career path because it's so crazy. Um, and so my first career, my first career was in theater. I was oh. a production manager, lighting designer, set designer. And so I saw everything through that lens, right? I saw it through that lens of theater and bringing that kind of stuff. Um, and after I was in theater for a long time, my mom was like, okay, John, it's time you make some money. <laughs> uh, which I thought was really good advice. And at the time I was in my early 30s and I'm like, all right, yeah, I've done this now for 12, 15 years and it's really time for me to do something different. And so I go into what I call my lost years, but it was like, I did manufacturing for a while. I did hospitality, I did retail. I was really trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And I had an opportunity to work in corporate America at a company called QVC, which is a television network. Yeah. Um, and during that time, I was exposed. One of the things QVC did well for us when we were working there was exposed to the whole side of business. Um, so not only from the production side, and I was in like operations at first, but then I got into the human resources side and the talent side. Um, but I got to be exposed to all these individuals that were selling their stuff on air, right? All these entrepreneurs who come to QVC to sell their stuff on air. And I started talking to them about what their business was and what it was like and all these kind of things. And I started understanding the entrepreneur journey. Oh. Um, and so I got laid off like a lot of us do. And I was sort of lost, like, what am I going to do and how am I going to do and my original thought was, you know what? I was an executive. I want to be an executive coach. I want to help executives get better. And so I started that and I started that journey. But I realized that my main focus was on the um, small business owner, the middle tier management team. And I wanted to understand, like, how can I get them better? How can I improve their work? And so that's really been my business, True Star Leadership, is really focused on that middle tier manager from the frontline supervisor to the vice president level and trying to get them better in their, in their position. Especially in entrepreneurship? Yeah, and entrepreneurship, um, because I am an entrepreneur, um, <laughs> I, I realized that. I love connecting with um, entrepreneurs, small business owners who are struggling with their people, right? How do I get my people to do their job well? How do I get them to do those things that I want them to do? And a lot of times as entrepreneurs, we know really well our business but we don't know how to engage employees. We don't know how to get customers. We don't know how to do those things because we're so focused on the product or the service we brought to the market. Hmm, love that. And as an entrepreneur, I would like to, you to uh, tell us what is, uh, to give us the best advice you can to any entrepreneur that's listening to us right now regarding customer focus, um, marketing or sales, but it can also be a general advice. Yeah, to me, for an entrepreneur in sales, and this is the biggest problem I struggled with when I first started my business. I believed that my product 
everybody needed, right? I believed everyone in the world needed my product. Uh, and it's not true, right? And so, <laughs> I, and, I, and I write about this in my book, but one of the things that I realized was that we have to think about what our market is and really understand it, right? And so there's three levels that I look at, right? And there's the first level is, there are people out there who will see value in your product or service, right? And I remember going to networking events and people are like, oh, you do that, we really need that. And I'm like, oh, great, do you want? And they're like, no. <laughs> um, and so I remember that failure. And then there are people who have the resources to invest. Right? And so that's another category. And then finally, the third carry is people who have the problem you solve. And we mm. have to look at all three of those and our markets in the middle of those. So when we think of three circles, our market is in that overlapping section. And I think that's the biggest thing entrepreneurs I see when I'm talking to entrepreneurs. That's the biggest thing um, I find is they're like, oh, my product is great. Everybody wants it. And they don't narrow that market down to a set of people that are actually going to buy and invest in it. Hmm. Great advice. So how would you put it as an advice? Um, target your market. In simple words, is just target your market. Take time to figure out who can buy your product, who has the resources to buy your product, who sees value in it, and who has the problem you're trying to solve. Hmm. John, you've got successes, and we'll talk about it in a minute. But I want you to tell us first, what is your biggest, most critical failure with customers? The one that affected your entrepreneurial journey the most, or almost the most? Yeah, and when I think about that failure, it kind of brings up a lot of emotions, right? Sure. Um, and I think what it was, was... I would have, so one of the things that I did is I would go out and get warm leads, right? And so I would have people in one of my workshops, I would do a free workshop or I would do a presentation. Um, and the failure was I would give great information and people would like it, but I was never able to get them to take that next step, right? To invest in me. And so I struggled with that for a long time and I would just keep going. I'm like, what's going on? I didn't understand it. And I remember really clearly I was traveling and I was driving between two cities in Texas and it was a long drive, like two and a half hours. And I remember being on this back road and really frustrated with myself, very angry and annoyed with myself hmm. and Like going, okay, what is it? What is it that they want? What is it do they want? And I realized what they were looking for, in my case, they were looking for confidence. And so I started selling confidence in terms of like the products and the service I was, I can give you confidence if you invest in this product. Um, and that rationale and reason allowed me then to open up. Every time I'm having a conversation with somebody, I'm trying to understand what is their desire or what is their fear, right? Because those are the things that get people to buy. Right. I have a desire to be better or I'm afraid if I stay in this particular place, that's my status quo. And that those are the things. And so now we can get into it. So I found a lot of the people that were coming to my classes and that kind of stuff were looking for the confidence to be making the right decisions. So how did you practically 
started to uh, sell confidence to these people. Yeah, and it's, so it started with um, understanding the interplay between confidence and my product or my services, right? And so once I understood that interplay, and then in my conversations, I really started, and this is one, I think, one of my strengths is the ability to ask people the right questions. Because mm-hmm. questions are, right? Questions set up the context of the conversation. Sure. And I think a lot of times we overlook the question. But when you ask somebody a question, you're putting them in a particular context. And so we can ask them. So one of the questions I ask in all my seminars, all my workshops, is what do you want to get out of it? What do you want to gain? And I do that, one, for them to know, like, okay, I want this, is that kind of stuff. So it sounds from their perspective, I'm asking because I want to make sure I deliver. Um, but why I'm asking that question is because I want them to think about, wait, what do I want to get? Why am I here? Why have I taken the time to be here today? And what, what's my outcomes? And then I can deliver them to those outcomes and go, okay, I took you on a journey, but for you to get to that next level, this other workshop or this seminar or this will help your team get that place. Hmm, I get it. And now I would like you to tell us the story of your greatest, most significant success as a result of the right customer focus or something you did right about approaching your customers. Yeah, and you know, it starts with this story, and I this story this story may be a little long, so I'll try to cut it down. But for Christmas, I got my wife a uh, biscuit making class, so she could go to this class to learn how to make southern biscuits. We're now in Nashville, Tennessee, and so I was, you know, trying to we're trying to adapt to southern life, and I'm like, well, let's learn how to make biscuits. <laughs> and so she decided to take me to this class. And so I go to this class thinking, here I am, I'm going to be learning about biscuits. And as I sat in this class, and it was amazing, as I sat in this class, I started realizing the effectiveness of the facilitator of the class, right? And so the demonstrator, the teacher, whatever you want to call this person, but really what they were were the great salesperson. Because what she had created was this repeatable selling system, meaning that she got warm leads, she got people coming into her biscuit baking class, but she upselled us on flour, on equipment, on processes that were going to make it better. And so, and I tell about, I tell this story in my book, but it was so amazing. I literally walked out of there and I turned to my wife and I said, do you realize what she just did? She's like, she taught us how to bake biscuits. Fantastic. And I'm like, no, she just sold to us for the last 45 minutes to an hour. <laughs> and we walked out with flour, which we still buy from her today. We, um, we b- bought equipment that my wife still uses today and everything was wonderful. And I have a wonderful experience with it. But she was upselling us the whole time. And so I I sort of took that and I said, you know what? Here's the thing that we all have to do as sales professionals when we're working with our customers. We have to create a repeatable experience that gets us to where we want to go, right? And so in that case, it's selling products, selling information, selling whatever we're trying to do. We have to create something that's repeatable. And I always go back to now the... A recipe, right? And so 
I can make biscuits now and I can do it well because we have created a recipe that we use in my family, right? And so my wife and I have created a recipe that we use um, and we can do it. We can, both of us can now make these regular. We don't have to, we don't think about it anymore. And that was my success in sales is when I said, okay, what is that repeatable sales process that I need to use and be confident in when I use it? Because a lot of times what happens is, and I saw this a lot at QVC, we would have people go on air and they would do really well six times. And then the seventh time they wouldn't do really well. And we would be like, well, what did you do differently? And if they didn't do anything differently, we'd be like, all right, cool. Keep doing what you're doing. Sometimes people just aren't out there. Sometimes the eyeballs aren't on the screen, as we say in television. Yeah. Um, and so when you have that repeatable process, you'll know and you'll be confident. And sometimes, you know what? That customer is just not the right customer for you. Hmm. And then you you don't walk away going, oh, I didn't. I had, a, I had a failure today. You know what you're doing. You continue that confidence. That doesn't mean we shouldn't always be changing and updating. We should. Um, I constantly change it. I change little things to see what that one word or that one action will be to bring people in. And how do you connect it to the upsell that you talked about? The upsell oh. that she was doing? Yeah. And so... Because I, as I looked at that whole confidence and upselling and getting people to go further down that road, I built into my process questions and um, information and demonstrations about the product, the upsell items that I was selling, whether it was a service or whether it was a, a literal product. I created that into my presentation. So now people, when they come, I guide them through this journey that hopefully leads them to wanting to up, get something else or invest in me or keep me going. Um, that's really important. Hmm. I understand. I love it. John, can you recommend the best, most effective technological or digital tool That's related to customer focus, marketing or sales. However, I'm not looking for the last shiniest tool in the endless list. I'm looking for something that really works for you and can help other entrepreneurs as well. Yeah, you know what it is? Here's the thing for entrepreneurs. And I think it's something we all wrestle with. And it's when do I give things away to have somebody else do? And so for me, my biggest turning point was when I hired a virtual assistant. Hmm. Um, because when I was able to dump, and I had a dump is probably not the right word, right? Um, but when I was able to give them things that I shouldn't be doing, right? And so I'm good at a lot of things, but I am not good at everything. And so when I can say, you know what? I need you to do this. I need you to do the cold calling. I need you to find prospects. I need you to... Do this Excel sheet. I need you to do this budget. Whatever it is that I need them to do that they're going to do better and faster than me, that's really, I think, it goes back to that book, and I can't think of the name of the author, but it's that four-hour work week, right? And so yeah, the whole of course. purpose of that. Tim. Uh, was it Tim Ferriss? It was Tim Ferriss, yeah. Okay. Um, and so that whole thought, right, when you read that book, it's all about like, doing what you do really well and allowing everyone else to do what they do really well. 
And so I, I use that a lot when I'm talking to managers and trying to talk about delegation, that kind of stuff. But I think as entrepreneurs, we forget that there are individuals that are better at stuff than we are. And we should not be struggling with those things. You know, there are many factors that affect one's success. However, I do believe that for each of us, there is one factor that really helps us succeed. And I want to ask you, what is your one key success factor? Uh, I think it's probably, for me, it's constantly innovating um, and seeing things from different perspectives. And I guess really what it is, is being able to take in information from many different sources and allowing it to change the way I look at the world. Um, I have this saying, it's called the advantage point. And so we all see the world through our advantage point. And that advantage point comes from, you know, our child upbringing, our DNA, but it also comes from our life's experience. And I am a big reader. I am constantly reading. I am constantly updating information. I'm constantly talking to people because I want to know what they're saying um, because now it can shape and rethink my thinking. And allowing myself to get that creativeness and innovativeness, I think, really has helped me as an entrepreneur think, okay, let me think about that customer. Let me get into their heads. What are they reading? What are they seeing? What are they watching? Because their point of view, right, their advantage point is going to be different than my advantage point. And if we can break that down and understand what their advantage point is, going back to kind of what I said in the beginning, targeting that market. And understanding that market is going to break through so many barriers that we normally run into. Hmm. My last question, before I'll ask you what is the best way to connect with you, my final question is my mountain question. And as my listeners already know, I've been imagining for years this um, journey of entrepreneurship as climbing a mountain. You know, step after step, and then when you reach the peak, usually you are looking to climb another peak, a higher peak, and sometimes you need to go down in order to reach the peak. And at some point, I started to ask my guests, and that's what I would like to ask you, whether you ever climbed the mountain or wished to climb a mountain, or do you have any relationships with mountains at all? I love this question. Um, I think the same way. I love that whole visual of entrepreneurs climbing mountains. And when I think about that climbing that mountain, we, a lot of us as entrepreneurs, we know what we want to do. We know what we want to build. We, we see that there. Um, but as a coach and somebody who works with entrepreneurs, I am more interested about where are you now? Because here's the thing. When we want directions, when we want to get someplace, not only do we need to know where we're going, but we also need to know where we are. Because between those two points, we have to make the right behavioral decisions. And so I'm always thinking about, okay, what is that? What are the right behavioral decisions? Because that's the path we're going to take. Mm -hmm. And can we do that in the moment? Can we be instantaneous about that? And I, so I love that kind of analogy about the mountain. Um, I will add one story is when my sister, when, when we grew up, when I was growing up, climbing mountains, hiking mountains, up, especially up in New Hampshire, up in the White Mountains, was yeah. just part of our DNA. Our dad took us up there all the time. And so for my, 
sister's 50th birthday, she decided that she wanted to climb Mount Washington, which is the highest peak up in Northeast uh, in the United States. Yeah. And so she asked us to take go on that journey with her. And so my dad came, my older brother came, uh, my older brother's wife came, and my aunt and my niece um, took up took the cog railway to the top and met us up top. And that journey for my sister um, and watching her put that effort in and knowing that at the top, right at the top, she felt so much to accomplish. She felt so good about it. Um, and being able to witness that, which is really what I want to do. I want to watch you all become successful. I want to witness that. I want to be a witness. I want to be your guide to help you get there. Um, I just think that is a wonderful analogy to kind of go, that's what we do, right? And so there's going to be hard things, right? On the trail, there's going to be things that come up. Maybe there's going to be wind when we get near the top, try to push us back. Maybe there's going to be fog. Maybe there's going to be rain. Maybe there'll be a bear, right? There's all these things come up that we have to work around so we can get to that top. So I love that analogy. Hmm. John, what would be the best way to connect with you for any of our listeners that would like to be in touch? Yeah, and so the best way, and I will be honest with you, the best way to contact me is through email. Um, and so you can email me at john at johntallheimer.com, and we'll put this information in the notes. Yeah. Uh, but John Tallheimer is spelled J-O-H-N-T-H-A-L-H-E-I-M as in Mary, E-R.com. Um, because that's that's my number one thing. I will tell you, the phone just doesn't work for me in terms of connecting right away. We'll set something up on the phone, um, but that's the best thing. I also have a website, which is www.johntallheimer.com. So go check that out. And I do have a book. Uh, it's called The Truth About Selling, which talks about my journey. Um, it is a journey. The first part of it is a story talking about my journey and that kind of stuff. And then the second part is really those skills that we all need as entrepreneurs to get to that next level. And so I kind of wanted to share what I went through so you didn't have to make the same mistakes. And so that's all in my book. That's great. And we will have all of these links in the show notes of this interview. John, I would like to thank you so much for this interview. I really enjoyed that. I enjoyed the stories. I enjoyed the examples. I really enjoyed that. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me here today. It has been a pleasure. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. And for you, our listeners, until the next time, it all goes down to this. You either reach or miss. Keep reaching your goals and vision. Bye. Thank you for listening to The Reach or Miss Show the podcast for the customer-focused entrepreneur. You can find all the information, links, and resources that was mentioned at the show in our website, reachormiss.com. See you next week.